Hey, it's Bridget and Liz, and you're listening to Dude, Dude, Guess What? Hey, hey, hey. It's Dude, Guess What? Episode 38. And here we are. It's freaking Christmas season, y'all. I know. And the thing is, is we're actually recording on a new like interface today. Mm-hmm. And so we're really hoping that this one is better than, than what we did previously. Like, yeah, Bridget does all the audio for us, and I really don't even like pay attention to any of that. But Bridget's like, this is so much better. So you'll have to let us know if you hear any difference or if our other whatever we were using sounds the same. Yeah, well... Anyway, yeah, I do all, like, the logistics of everything, and I just have been researching different things to use, and anyway, but yeah. here we are. It's Christmas week. Super excited. Are you excited for Christmas? I am excited for Christmas. It's Robbie's first Christmas, although he has no idea, like, you know, like, what's going on. It means nothing to him. It's just another day, um, but he loves lights, so I think it'll be fun to, like, have him around the Christmas tree and, you know, that kind of thing. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are you guys going to Ryan's house? Parents' house? It's up in the air. Ryan's family's kind of been sick on and off, and so we won't know if we're going until, like, the day of. Oh, dang it. That yeah. Stinks. What are you guys doing? Nothing. I mean, we're just going to be here. Um we are actually going to go see some Christmas lights tonight. Um, mm-hmm. And I think we're just going to – well, the thing is, is we were in Utah, and we tried to see Christmas lights while we were there, but it was, like, raining. And mm-hmm. it's it's called – what was it called, Liz? It was World of Illumination. That's right. World of Illumination. And the thing is, is, like, we bought these tickets. I actually need to remember to – See if they refunded you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we got there and it's rainy and they're like, sorry, like it wasn't even that rainy is the problem. That's what I didn't like love is that it was like not even, it was like barely sprinkling. Well, and the thing that kind of made me annoyed is that they should have like emailed us before we left. Like, yeah, that's what I think too. Yeah. Like you we're just we're we're still fuming it. about it. Oh. Yeah. Nothing. Well, never, I, never mind. Never mind. I just said we're both still like mad about it. We're like you stupid idiots. Stupid idiots. That's right. No, but um, so we're gonna try and see some Christmas lights tonight, and hopefully it goes okay. It's supposed to be like frigid cold here, like tomorrow. Like mm-hmm. there's wind chills mm-hmm. of like. I don't know, freezing temperatures. And it'll be interesting because I'm like, what is freezing to you guys? I know. But they probably do get cold in a different way that, you know, like the West doesn't get cold. Yeah. I don't know. I'm like interested to see. Anthony has the day off tomorrow. And so it'll be nice to have him home. I have to like go to the store in the morning and get our like last minute groceries because placed a grocery order today. And like they're mm-hmm. like we're all out of everything. Oh gosh! So I'm like, um, yeah, I went to do that yesterday at Target. I went to go order some stuff, and I wanted to make Muddy Buddies, and they didn't have any checks cereal for Muddy Buddies. So 
Yeah. So I told Anthony, I was like, I have to leave. Like, I have to be at the store at 7 a.m. tomorrow because, <laughs> well, the thing is, is like, I don't want to get screwed over and not have anything. Yeah. To get all of the last of the pick or whatever. Yeah. 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 Oh, um, my gosh, May. Wait, did we talk what? about this in the last episode that we were on our cousin's podcast? Did we mention that? No, we didn't. Well, because yeah, we hadn't so, recorded it yet. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. So um, coming out in a couple weeks, um, we have um, a podcast coming out with our cousin. His podcast is President McCormack. Um, and we just kind of shoot the breeze with him and, you know, just talk about our podcast, random things in our life. Um, our viewpoints on some things. It was really fun uh, to get to know him. And we are going to have him on our podcast in the future um, and, you know, get his take on some things. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Like he has like a legit studio or he goes to a legit mm-hmm. studio. So it was mm-hmm. super cool. And Mark's like a good guy, super funny. And it was just fun to just like talk and I don't know, all the things we talk about. I felt like we talked a lot about religion, about working out, sports. Sports. Family. Family Because we're related to Mark. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. related. Um, but it was cool. It was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. I thought it was super I'm like, fun. Curious when it's going to come out. I know. We'll keep you guys all posted. The other thing is I felt like I learned a lot about Mark too. You know, like he's, I already knew that he was like a phenomenal businessman. Um, But some of the stuff he was saying, like all the things that he's involved in, I was like, dang, dude, like you got your hands in everything, which is amazing. Yeah. Well, and I'm like, how do you have the time to do all of this? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. And he has a podcast. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, Liz, how how can we spare an hour this week to talk? (laughs) I know for real, dude. Um, I also too realized that like last week when we recorded with our husbands towards the end, we were laughing just so hard that I don't think like. Did people people think it wasn't? Yeah. Well, I don't know, dude. Like whenever I listen to that back about the raccoon thing, I like Mm -hmm. legit start like laughing so hard (laughs) because like. I also like imagine you being like, hmm. <laughs> me like rubbing my hands together. Hmm. What do we have to choose from today? It's like you know they got you come back to the back porch like when we open the fridge like you know like when humans gonna open the fridge they open it twenty different times they're like is there anything different in here? <laughs> That's the raccoons dude coming to mom and dad's back yeah. porch. <laughs> just like don't make cranberry sauce. Ryan, when he was like, we have some requests. (laughs) Every time I listen to that, I just like. And even, well, not, I don't listen to it a ton. I guess I just mean like every time I think about it, I'm like, just get the giggles. But um, Liz, tell us about your week this last week. I'm not, I don't know. What have I done? Oh, I got Botox in my forehead. Ooh. Ooh. Look at my, I mean, look, I'm I'm trying to squint my eyebrows for Bridget. Is that how you squint? 
What? I can't. I need Botox. That's, that's as me as like hard as doing. That's why you need it. It's called preventative care, Bridget. You get it now so that way you don't oh get wrinkles God. when you're old. Liz, you know, Liz like- tells me that she gets Botox. I'm like, dude, you are like 30 something years old. You don't need Botox. She's trying to sell yeah, me but- on this. Like, preventative care. It is. That's why you go get a, It's like getting a physical for your face, dude. You go get a physical so that way you uh, don't have problems later on. Anyway, that's like my highlight of my week is I, was that I got Botox uh, last weekend and it's well, like and starting was, to Robbie had a bad day yesterday. Robbie had a bad day yesterday. He was like crying nonstop for like seven hours and uh, we took him up to the hospital to see if he has anything wrong. No, they just said uh, the doctors looked in his ears because um, I thought maybe he had an ear infection, you know, because he was like literally every single time we like laid him down, he would just like freak out. Um, so anyway, uh, ears were fine. They just said that he's teething and that sometimes that like teething pain, like radiate radiates up to their ears and just like makes them miserable. Um, but they did give us the new dosing of Tylenol that he can have, which was like, um, like one and a half mils more than what he was getting before. So like now he's probably actually getting some like relief from the pain, which makes me feel like an awful mom because I was under dosing, you know, and anyway. Yeah. yeah. So that was my, yesterday was a rough day. We were going to record yesterday, but I, Bridget called me and I was like, I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> so yeah, let me talk yeah. to you later. It's hard though, dude. Like, I don't know. It's just hard. Like being a mom and doing it all. And yeah, it's just emotionally exhausting. I don't know. Yeah. But I love him dude. When it, I love getting him up in the morning or from any of his naps and he just looks at me with that big smile. He's like, ah, you know, I'm just like Hi. so happy to see you. And I think it's just adorable. I love him though, even though it was a really hard day yesterday. Yeah. What about you, May? Anything, um, anything spectacular or not no, spectacular? I mean, Anthony has been working like every day for 12 hours each day just because he's trying to like get um, his hours in so that he can have the next like week and a half mm. off type of thing yeah yeah but um that comes at a price of like not seeing him for yeah however long and that means like I'm doing all the kids stuff and so it's mm-hmm. just hard but um I mean no not really anything we flew home from Utah um Austin's off of preschool for a little bit and um work has been crazy. I feel like, I don't know. I feel just like it's been my life. The thing that's funny is like being in the, in like customer service world, it's like, you're trying to make everybody else's Christmases like super happy. And then Mm -hmm. it's like, you kind of neglect your own a little bit, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. So putting other people's needs above yours. Yeah. Like we have gotten some like neighbor gifts and one of them, like, our friend brought over, and it was, like, this, like, nice basket of goodies. And I'm, like, I haven't even thought about Christmas, like, neighbor gifts yet. Like, mm-hmm. I just have been so busy every single night mm-hmm. that it's, like. I'm sorry. I know. You're working crazy hours. Yeah. And so it's, like, but it was such a nice gift. Like, it was just, it was so thoughtful. And we really like, we love this, this family too a lot. They're just, they're, they're, um, he's a resident too with aunt. And they like, even when we moved into our house, they like brought mm-hmm. us like 
all of this like food, like like when we moved because they had we gave them our code to our house so that they could um, just check up on stuff before we moved in, and mm-hmm. um, they like brought us a huge thing of like Costco toilet paper and like um, essentials. Yeah, like just like uh, like treats and and snacks, and they're just super thoughtful and. Anyway, oh, that's nice. So, yeah, I'm like, I need to, I want to be more like you. Um, <laughs> I, most people are good people, dude. Straight yeah. to oh, heaven. They're awesome people. They're awesome people. Um, yeah. And uh, I don't know. Oh, I finished a book. Um, Me too. I'm currently reading, well, I'm actually reading two books right now. Because, um, like, I have one on audiobook and then I have one on ebook. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm trying to also. I need to finish the Colleen Hoover book, but uh, the one that I read. Have you read? Um, I'm glad my mom died by Jeanette McCurdy. No, I haven't even heard of it. Oh well, you know, have you heard of iCarly, like the show yes. iCarly? Yes, uh-huh. with Miranda Cosgrove. I didn't watch it. It was like after my time, you know, when I was mm-hmm. like young. Yeah, um, I was too old for it. Too old. Um. But she starred in it. She's actually, she was raised LDS. And um, it's essentially, like, about, like, her mom being abusive and, like, very controlling. It was, I gave it four out of five stars. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the religion stuff was kind of, like, a little bit weird to me. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, like, I feel like I'm, like, I'm pretty... Uh, not defensive, but protective of my faith. I do think that there are flaws. Like I think that there are things that can improve or kind of on Mark's podcast, we talked about religion. And Mm -hmm. one of the things that he asked me was like, if I would ever consider moving to Utah again, or what was that? Maybe it wasn't that question, but I was talking to him about how I feel like in Utah, you have like two sides of the spectrum with Mormons you have people mm-hmm. that are like super, super, super crazy Mormon. And then you have people that are so anti, so hate the church, everything. And it's like in Utah, it's like, who is going to be the loudest in the room? Mm-hmm. And so you have this like huge dynamic, but like outside of Utah, like you're LDS, but it doesn't necessarily like not define you, but I don't know. Anyway. So this this the the um this girl's story it did have some LDS stuff in it just her talking about being raised in the Mormon faith and stuff and and you know she talks about I don't know just you just have to listen to it or read it but I would okay. recommend it. I thought I'll it was it crazy the things that she's been through as a child star um mm-hmm. like she it was just it's sad I'm well, also I'll reading it one by Tom Felton. Draco oh, Malfoy. I actually downloaded that because of you. So I haven't started reading it, listening to it though yet. It's really good. I love to see his like personality too come through the the book. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited. I hope you read it. Oh, okay. I actually downloaded the Cerulean Sea or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. House in the Cerulean Sea. It's pretty good. Yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued. I know you like your fantasy crap, but like. Yeah. I mean, it's not too wild. It's it's about ma- kids who have magical abilities. And um, it's about this guy, like this, like, 
kind of like fat guy who's a caseworker, like a and like a really thorough caseworker, and he mm-hmm. gets assigned um, like a secret project, and it's to go observe these children for a month in um, in this orphanage, and it's a, it's an orphanage that's on its own island. Mm-hmm. And they've got, I think it's five or six, I can't remember, five or six kids that are like the last of their kind kind of thing or the only one of their kind um, and just how they interact with each other and to see if they're being taken care of appropriately um, by the caretaker. Um, but they also want the guy, the caseworker guy to observe the, the caretaker to make sure the caretaker is good. And um, there's there's some like a plot twist type of thing so I'm not going to give it away but um it was so good I actually really liked it um really? and I just I listened to it on audible and um what I was going to ask and, you is I got it on audiobook from overdrive mm-hmm. I was going to mm-hmm. say if you felt like it was hard to listen to no I liked I liked the narrator and he does voices so you know like the different kids have different voices and stuff like that mm-hmm. so I thought it was I thought it was really good yeah so in my book club from my for my work um, so they have good reads. If anybody has good reads, I love seeing everybody's like year end review type of things. So I posted mm-hmm. in Slack, like my year end review. One of my friends that I work with, she's also in my book club. She has read 135 books this year. What? Isn't that That's wild? like every other week like, almost. Or book every other week. Yeah. I was like, sh- oh shoot. I was like shocked. I but she said that she re- listens to a lot of them on audiobook. Audible. Yeah, um, I have listened or slash read almost nothing this year other than uh, school books. So I am like catching up. I think I have that's three a, that I want to finish. That's how I feel. Like within the last two months, I'm like cramming everything. I have to yeah. read like eight more books until I'm to my goal of thirty. Okay, you can do it, dude. You've got like ten days left in the month. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Anthony's anyway. always like, you tune this out because I put in my AirPods. I'm like, dude, mm-hmm. simmer. You're like, um, I'm at an orphanage right now, so <laughs> I'll check back later. <laughs> okay, cool. So today we're going to talk about in-laws. In-laws. Um, the thing, though, is like Christmas is coming. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you were going to say this <laughs> I was pretty, I was trying to be like, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. Okay, here I go. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, but everybody has to deal with their in-laws, and sometimes that's, like, super tricky. Yeah, it's very tricky. Mm-hmm. So we thought we would get some stories from you guys to kind of make you feel better, or maybe worse, <laughs> about your in-laws, because some of these are freaking nuts, and... I but think like talk about, oh sorry no, talk no. about our own experience with in-laws too okay well I just was gonna say that um the running theme is mother-in-laws oh yeah yeah so the thing is I've been married for eight years over eight years and I feel very blessed with the in-laws that I have um you know, they're very giving people. I I have a very close relationship with my mother-in-law, um, but it wasn't always like that, you know, like, mm-hmm. and it hasn't, it isn't all, it still isn't always easy, like not just with her, but I'm saying like in-laws in general, mm-hmm. and it hasn't always been easy. Um, 
I don't know. I just feel like just like with any family, though, like everybody does things that like drives each other crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Well, in each family, the thing is, and this is what I've learned, like in my whole two and a half years of marriage, um, or yeah, right. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, anyway, um, is every family is different, and every family does their own thing so differently than when what like when you were raised you know how the way you're raised and um sometimes I'm like oh my gosh I like our family would never do that and Ryan's like my family would never do that you know just stuff like that I mean I can't even think of a specific the only specific example I can think of is like the communicating thing is that my family are like over sharers and his family is not (laughs) so oh I feel like there are so many like for instance like, Anthony will be like, Mom, can you tell Dad this? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. whereas, like, me, I'm like, Mom or Dad, like. Yeah, you just straight tell your like, parents. Yeah, like, it's like, and it isn't like, it isn't. And I think, too, there's an element of a respect thing with Anthony's parents. Um, not that you I don't, don't respect our parents. Well, no, that's what I mean is, like, not that I don't respect my parents. It's that, like, our relationship, my parents have, like, cultivated this type of relationship. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean so it's like yeah so we can have we can like just talk to them like normal you know like yeah. on our level I don't know I think though too like like Liz said there are things that people do differently like I remember one time I think I told you guys this when we were in Utah but um I feel like my parents we were raised LDS my parents definitely tried to do like family prayer and like other stuff but um Anthony's parents are definitely like very very devout I remember one time Mm -hmm. like it was like I don't we must have been engaged and um and we were about to have dinner and all of us kneel around the table and I was like what the hell is going on and like (laughs) like, we all kneel and they said a prayer and then we got up and we said another prayer. Oh, it's because they say family prayer at night and a dinner prayer, but they were just like having doing them together. Two. Yeah, just like because it would have been easier to do it right then than like call everybody else like in two hours later. And I was like, why don't we just combine them? <laughs> please bless this food and please bless everyone sleeps well. and it's just like even even like with prayer thing they always all kneel like you Mm. have to kneel in that family me I do not kneel like yeah I think Ryan's family when they do family prayer a lot of them kneel I don't though yeah I don't either and And he's like you're just doing it to like (laughs) to to be whatever yeah but I'm like no it's because like I don't think that if I kneel or if I don't kneel, it makes any difference. Of course, I think kneeling is, like, it's probably, like, respectful. I don't know. More respectful, but I don't think, like, in the next life I'm going to be in trouble for not kneeling. I kneel when I say my personal prayers at night, but, like. You do? Yeah. Oh, okay. But not whenever we say family prayers, I don't. Um. Like I said, like, there have been times, too, where I've had to tell my mother-in-law that, like, she's overstepped. hmm Because, like, I think, though, 
we have a close relationship, but I think sometimes that can come at a cost of being like thinking that you're able to say things. Yeah. You know, like it was like one time it was like we were so um, Anthony has a sister. She has Down syndrome. And then he has a brother and he's married. And um, his mom came to us about something with them. And I was like, you can tell Anthony this, but you can't. You can't tell me like yeah. that's something that you say to Anthony, not me. Like, even yeah. though we're close, like, I'm not your child. Yeah. I think that's hard too. I think, especially since you guys are the first to be married, like learning those boundaries, um, you know, and I think like, uh, we've gone kind of, th- I mean, not that I like Holly doesn't like overstep boundaries, neither does Larry. Um, but I think, trying to figure out where those boundaries are because Ryan's the first boy to get married in his family. Um, and like my sister-in-law, like she's married. Um, but like, I think that relationship with your daughter is very different than the relationship you have with your son and then your daughter-in-law. Does that make sense? Oh, 1000%. Like, like with your daughter-in-law, it's like, Oh, she, she has a new woman in his life. Like, yeah, I'm not the only woman. Yeah, there's, there's definitely some like learning curve there. Um, and I actually was telling Ryan about this the other day. I'm like, remember when, uh, we were getting, this was like when we were, uh, oh my gosh, what is it? What were we doing? Um, our engagements and we were trying to figure we were getting married during the pandemic. And so we didn't know whether to, or, you know, what we should do for, um, like in, invitations. Mm-hmm. Um, my mother-in-law wanted to send them out after we had been married um, because no one, we weren't having a reception until like September and we got married in June and I wanted to send them out in June. And Ryan, I remember Ryan saying something like, well, my mom says this or whatever it was. And I was like, well, guess what? Like, that's great. I respect your mom's opinion. Um, but uh we're going to do like probably what I want to do <laughs> with these invitations. Yeah. Um, and I just, I remember telling him like, once we're married, like it's going to like, it's going to be me and you. And like, we can take opinions from both parents, both sets of parents, like from my parents and from your parents. But at the end of the day, like you and I get to make the decision about like what's best for our family. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing though, too, is I feel like on both sides, People need to like snip, snip, snip the umbilical cord there, mm-hmm. you know, moms and sons. Like, yeah. And then, I you know, know there's and, like, me and about my sons, and I'm like, no, no. I know. It's so crazy. Care? I know. And now that I have a son, I'm like, oh my gosh, I know why these people act nuts. <laughs> you know, and Robbie's only four months old. And I just remember reading these stories that you guys submitted, and I was like, I hope I am not this crazy when Robbie, when it comes time for Robbie to have, get married and have a spouse, you know, I'm just like, oh yeah, yeah. I gotta, I gotta reel that in. Cause genetically yeah. I'm screwed. I feel like with in-laws and the thing though, is this can be said for both sides. I always think of something that my dad always says, and he always says, assume the best. I mm-hmm. think like on this, like I said, this is both sides. This is both sides of the thing. Yeah. Don't take things personal. There's no right way of doing things. You take the best from both. Like I agree. I, don't know. I feel like this. You can look for the good. Um, mm-hmm. 
I think though sometimes people have a bad relationship with their in-laws or their in-laws have a bad relationship with you because it's about control on both oh, sides. Oh, 100% it's about control and letting go of that control. Yeah. And it's that, exactly not. because people get a lack of control. Um, mm-hmm. I think though like something that um, I've had to do in our family is, you know, Anthony's parents probably think that their way of doing things or solving a situation or solving a problem is like the best thing to do. Yeah. And I think for me, like I've had to learn to deflect. So like, you know, at some point, like all of us are going to hear an opinion or advice from our in-laws that just don't work for us. And Mm -hmm. so I think rather than like acting out emotionally, um, I think it's just a good idea to be like, to, to have a neutral response that can be pulled out like on those occasions, like for being like, Oh yeah, that's an interesting idea. Or, you know, I'll think about it. That way it's just like, thank you, but no, thank you. You know what I mean? Without being very in a polite way. Yeah. Yeah. Smart. Um, the other thing too, is I think like, you know, you need to set up boundaries. Mm Um, and I've had to set up boundaries too, like even with my own parents, you know, like Mm -hmm. my dad will sometimes not like the way that I discipline Austin or whatever. And I'm like, dad, you don't get an opinion. Yeah. Sorry. I'm just thinking about this boundaries thing. I remember I just trying to Google this, but I'm not sure if this is it, but Jenny told me about this book. Um, it was about boundaries and I cannot remember what it was. I'm going to have to ask Jenny anyway. I'll figure it out and uh, let you guys know. But it might just be called Boundaries. And it's like, uh, yeah, something like that. Anyway, it basically tells you like how to draw those boundaries, what to say, when to decline, like that kind of thing. Anyway. Yeah. I think though too, like most, like you do marry the family. Like people don't think that they marry their in-laws, but you really do. Like when you get married, you're marrying the whole family. Yeah. And I think something on both sides is like you need to learn to suppress your ego. Um, mm-hmm. Just try and stay humble and try to avoid conflict. Obviously, you may not be able to avoid the conflict, especially if it's mm-hmm. coming from your in-laws. But mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I, I just feel like also you need to avoid like comparing your family to your in-laws. Like each family dynamic is different and your expectations of each other will always be different from those in your family of like where you're from. Yeah. And it, Sorry. Can I interrupt rather than fight it? Yeah. You know, one thing I have, you know, I, I, I touched on this just a little bit ago, but I was talking about the different ways our families communicate and how they're different. I guess I expect, I don't know what I expected when I got married, like how that relationship would work out because I've never been married before and I don't know what to expect. Um, and I guess I thought maybe it would come more from like them to like ask me how my day is or like, you know what I'm saying? Like to be more involved. And I didn't really know like how to go about that, but I feel like ever since Robbie was born, I'm like, you know what? Like the only person that like that hurts is Robbie. Like to kind oh. of like be and not, not, not that they're, they're not closed off, but like, you know, I feel like if they want to know what's going on with Robbie, like I'm more than happy to like just initiate the conversation because Robbie can't talk, but I'm, I, and I know that 
they're happy to see and hear things about Robbie. So if I want them to have a close relationship, um, I think I like need to put in the work too, um, to be able to like cultivate that for them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's hard though to like, I don't know. We, that's the other thing too, is like kind of communication. Like we hear from Anthony's family once we, well, we don't hear from his brother and sister-in-law like at all. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. We hardly hear from his dad. His mom is who we have a, we have a, like a text with her, like a three-way text between me, Anthony and her. And we probably talk a lot, but like as a family, hardly ever, we do Mm -hmm. call his parents, FaceTime them once a week, which is different Mm -hmm. because my family, like at least like me with Liz and dad and Sarah, I'm calling them like every day. Like, let me see how many times just today I have FaceTimed Bridget. One, two, three, four, five, five times we have FaceTimed today already. (laughs) Yeah. And the thing is, it's not like just like a, hey, it's like these like 30 minute conversations. So I don't know. So the other thing too is like that I was going to say is um, just most like take things at face value. Don't try to change them. And I guess my last thing that I will say is like the truth is you may never like your in-laws and Mm -hmm. that's okay. You don't have to like your in-laws. Like nobody's forcing a gun on your head, you know? I think it's Mm -hmm. just important to keep like the drama and tension to a minimum as much as you can, just for the sake of like your own mental well-being, your spouse's Mm -hmm. mental well-being, and if you have kids, your children. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. Well, Lou, anything else you want to just say? I don't have anything eloquent to say, and I've only been married for two and a half years, so I don't know anything. Come to uh, come to the book of Bridge and I can. She'll give you everything. Yeah, I'll give you all the things you need to know. Do you want to start us out with these crazy in-law stories that we got? Sure, 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 sure. Okay. So it says, my ex-mother-in-law and sister-in-law called me Daisy Duck my entire pregnancy because of my big belly and booty. The day I came home from the hospital with my beautiful baby boy, they asked me why I still looked pregnant. I was like, uh, because I, 48 hours ago, I was still pregnant? And they had both had two babies before, so it's not like they were naive how, how pregnancy and postpartum look. They were just not nice people. Hmm. Makes me sad. That, like, makes me mad. I yeah. would literally be Especially because like- I'm like... I'm like in the thick of that right now, right? My body does not look the same. And it's been four months. <laughs> I just don't so, know why people say the things that they do. Like, my brother-in-law has kind of crazy in-laws. Like, they, like, said something to... I, I, it's just weird. They were, like... They were mad that he didn't cry about, like... So his son passed away. And... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what happened. They just said something about him, like not displaying enough emotion. And I was mm-hmm. like, dude, like just everybody does things differently. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. They're kind of weird. Um, okay. So this one's, I have so many. The best one is my mother-in-law had my father-in-law choose between attending his son's wedding. Me and my husband, mind you, she is my husband's stepmother or not attend to support her. He chose her. She had him drive her 60 miles to buy a new Mercedes that was 10 minutes from where we got married. Fast forward nine years later, I bought that mother Mercedes and sold it for more than I purchased it for. Best wedding present to date. 
<laughs> That'll show her. I know, for real. Man, that one sounds feisty. Uh, okay. Yeah, for real. Uh, okay, next one. Man, oh man, where do I start? First, I want to preface that we are on fantastic terms now, but it was ugly getting there. My mother-in-law is very much her way or the highway, even known to make people cry at church, LOL. She can be ruthless. Okay, this is just a pause from that, but can you imagine that? Someone like being that way at church? Like, she ain't gonna be really decided president. (laughs) Anyway. Um... (laughs) When my husband and I were engaged, she made us have a whole intervention because my ethnicity is different from theirs, so my wedding ideas weren't traditional. She made him sit by her across from me while she attacked me for an hour. When I say I almost called the wedding off, I mean it. My husband, who was still on his mom's teat at the time, didn't apologize and was nodding his head in agreement with her. When I asked slash discussed every detail with him before finalizing it, so I was confused and blindsided. The drive back home was silent with him, and my mom felt the heat radiating off me radiating off me as soon as I knocked on her door to tell her everything. Another classic was our first Christmas as husband and wife, because we made it, because we made it, lol. Um, and with our first baby, we call him our luncheon baby, if you know, you know. Um, we had driven in a total snowstorm to spend it with my mother-in-law in Park City, where we are not from. Turned out that she had made totally separate plans for me and baby, along with my sister-in-law, who was pregnant at the time, but never mentioned this to us before. While they, we, while they went to ski and snowboard for the entire day, we were sent to an aquarium that was about an hour away from where we were staying and ended up not seeing our families or other in-laws for all of Christmas Eve. I mean, if this was like our third or fourth Christmas, whatever, right? But it was our very first Christmas with our very first child. Needless to say, I vocalized my frustration when they came back and she just proceeded to say insane rude things about me, my family, and a lot of other shiz. When I called her crazy, I mean, oh, sorry. So I called her crazy, packed all our stuff, and we ended up driving down that same night to some of our family's house um, who lived about two hours from where we were staying. My husband has come a very long way and we will will have my back for anything now. And I'm actually almost closer to my mother-in-law than my own mom. Haha. So we've healed and grown, but damn, that was bumpy. Dude, that's I can't even imagine that. I can't even imagine that, dude. That's the thing is I'm like, that's, I feel so blessed to have the relationship I do with my in-laws. Yeah, I know. It makes your problems not seem so huge, right? No, at all. Yeah. All right. Husband was deployed while I was pregnant with our third. He was able to come home for her birth. He came five days before my induction date and was able to stay five days after We kept it hush-hush, and only my close friends and parents knew he made it home. After she was born, we of course let family know. His mom drove down and expected to stay at our house for two days. She never offered to help clean and ate the food that my neighbor brought brought for us, and I was left with hardly any food. My neighbor was not expecting visitors, so didn't bring any extra food. As I was upstairs feeding baby, two days before my husband was scheduled to leave, his sister and her whole family showed up to my house. Her kids destroyed our toy room and never offered to clean up. Dude, that, like, drives me wild. I will say hmm. I'd much rather clean it up myself, but it's the fact of just offering. Yeah. Also, yeah. not Bridget coming to mom and dad's house for a week and not cleaning up kids' toys the entire time. Whatever. I totally did. I think I did. Um, hmm. Weird. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. Um, then they then heard my husband and going to take our oldest one on a one-on-one date to a fall festival and invited themselves to join. And she told me I could come to it if I felt up to it. I was left at home with my newborn and two-year-old. My husband felt bad and only stayed for about an hour, mostly to keep the five-year-old happy and came home to help me. Was not how we wanted to spend the five days as our family of five before he left for eight months. Oh my goodness. Whoa. Looking back, I wish we had never announced her birth until after he left to go back. Dude. Oh, that's so sad. I hate when people overstay their welcome. Like, or just invite themselves over. Like, excuse me? (laughs) Like, and the thing too is like, people lack like social awareness to be like, dude, we do not want you here. Like, this Mm -hmm. is a bad time for us. Please leave. Mm -hmm. That is one thing um, I guess I've helped Ryan with is like, you know, when we go to other people's houses and I'm like guilty of this, of just being like, Hey, well, see ya. You know, like, and that's basically, that's something that like I've learned from my family. Um, but, uh, Ryan will just like stay somewhere for forever. And I'm like, dude, it's time to go. <laughs> like, He's like, let's leave. Johnson files thing when he, they're like playing a game. Have you seen that one? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, He's like overstaying his welcome, dude. That's funny. I mean, Ryan doesn't overstay his welcome, but it's like he wants to leave, but he like doesn't know how to say like, I would like to leave. And so I'm the one that's like looking at Ryan, like we're leaving, right? Like giving him, giving him the eye. So yeah. Yeah. But I'm the one that will say, Hey, Oh, thanks so much for inviting us. We we gotta go. (laughs) Anyway. Bye. Yeah. See ya. Okay. Next one. I thought my mother-in-law was normal until my second year of marriage. She hid her crazy, her crazy. <laughs> she hid her crazy. I was going to say she hid her crazy, pretty good, but she hid her crazy, pretty good. <laughs> okay. I could tell you hundreds of stories. L- LOL. But we will do the first time seeing her true colors my, for Christmas. Ooh, we've got a Christmas theme story. Ooh, I forgot about Christmas. that. Yeah, okay. For Christmas, we were trying to make everyone happy, so we were spending the morning with my family, then the afternoon with them. I believe I told her we would be there around noon. On the way, my contact got torn, and my eye started feeling like hell's fire was in it, so we had to hurry, turn around, and get my glasses. By the time we got to her house, we were only 10 minutes late. She opens the door with a present in hand and threw it at me as hard as she could. I sat there in shock, and then she then grabbed another and threw it at me. She started swearing and screaming at me while continuing to chuck presents. My husband started yelling back at her, but she wouldn't hear us out or let us explain. She just continued screaming that we were late. All of this over 10 minutes. My husband and I got back in the car and left and haven't spent another Christmas with her again. That is like... It a seems lot. like it's out of a movie. I wish I knew who like were because I'm like, I want to know more about what's going on. I know. If you're listening and you hear your story, DM, DM us which one is yours. Because <laughs> like I said, I mean, actually, I think I said this last time when we did stories. Um, we've been using Google forms and they're anonymous. So I don't know who submitted them um, and like whose is who. So uh, if you want to identify your in-laws to us <laughs> and, and tell us more, let me know. Let us know. Now, every time I see a photo of your in-law, I will judge them with you. I will think of them throwing presents at you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Next one is mother-in-law told me Jesus doesn't love me because I wasn't wearing garments. I was going to work out. Man, I love that conditional love. 
<laughs> I just am like, why don't you worry about yourself? Like, yeah, yeah, agree a hundred and thousand percent. You do you, I'll do me. Sound good? Okay, yeah. thanks. Okay. Um, my mother, or sorry, my in-laws were on a mission when we got married. Three of their four sons were older and not married, so they were hoping that a few marriages would be a blessing slash result of their mission. My father-in-law was in charge of the missionaries' flats and transportations, and my mother-in-law was the mission nurse in Fiji, so they were not able to come home for our wedding. Also, a mission in Fiji sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I met them for the first time after my husband and I had been married for about six months and they returned home. The second day with them, my husband and his brother went skiing and they offered to take me to a movie and lunch to get to know me better. We went to see Meet the Fockers. It was the most excruciating two hours of my life. So awkward sitting there or sitting through that movie, sitting next to my in-laws that I just barely met that just had gotten home from their mission days earlier. About halfway through, I had to leave to, in quotes, go to the bathroom. I was sweating through my clothes and called my husband demanding he come and rescue me. Luckily, his brother could only ski half a day, so he was already on the bus uh, home and met us at the movie theater instead. I can't remember what happened after that. I think I waited outside with my husband until the movie was over, pretending to be sick. It's been 13 years, and we still laugh about it to this day. Anytime it's brought up, my in-laws apologize, and you can see the embarrassment and discomfort on their faces like it happened yesterday. Needless to say, we have a great relationship, and while I would never choose to go through that again, it made for a good icebreaker. Good times. I think that that is absolutely hilarious. There's, like, nothing worse than sitting through, like you know, like a a sex scene with your parents. (laughs) Yeah. I I actually was telling dad this the other day. I remember one time for, um, family evening, we went to grandma and grandpa's and we watched the Grinch with them. Do you remember this? Mm -hmm. No. And like, there's that scene where like Jim Carrey, like lands into that lady's like boobs. Boobs. And they were like, uh I just remember it was so weird. And I was like, yeah okay um my mother-in-law insisted on painting our walls for us i did not want her to because my dad was flying into town to help us do it and actually listens to what we want slash is really good at painting she went behind my back after i told her no several times got our keys from my husband and painted the walls a hideous color i didn't like while i was at work in my husband's defense he didn't know but i was pissed the audacity Dude, that would, dude, like, I would be even so now mad. Just, like getting so mad. mad. Because I'm just like, dude, I you know, in 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 the mother-in-law's defense, she probably honestly thought, well, actually I don't know. She probably thought that like she was doing them a favor, but I'm like, mm-hmm. if I've told like no means no. Like mm-hmm. do not pass go, do not collect $100, like just let straight me to jail. Yeah. Straight to jail. Immediately. Not like that. I don't like yeah, that. People are weird. Yeah, I don't like that either. That's over. That is overstepping, overstepping boundaries. Talking, you know, we were talking about boundaries earlier. That's definitely doing that. Okay. Well, um, it's a hard conversation to have. Yeah, it's a hard conversation to have. Like, no means no. Please do not do that. Yeah. So anyway, go. Yeah. Okay. Last year for Christmas, my mother-in-law made Christmas ornaments with pictures of everyone in the family on them, but me, and gave them as gifts on Christmas Day. She's like, oh, no, 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 you don't, you don't get one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, that's funny. 
the day we came home from the hospital, my first, sorry, this is all from the same person. I have a few instances. Okay. So the day we came home from the hospital with my first, we told her the name was Hazel and she said, I don't like that name. I think I'll call her Harley. It took us one year for us to convince her that it was not okay to just give our child another name because she didn't like it. I tried to have a chat with her about some things that she had done that made me uncomfortable. I told her that I had developed some pretty severe anxiety surrounding family events because I never knew how she was going to act toward me. She told me, you're lying. You had anxiety before you came into the family and you've been a big rip in this family ever since you came in it and walked away. Oh gosh. Okay. Um, while we were engaged, she called to tell me that I would never be good enough for her son. Um, she told my husband that I was talking about sex and other inappropriate things with his younger siblings and that if he didn't leave me, she was going to press charges, which is an absolute lie. So charges never happen. But yeah, um, my husband was making a joke about how loud he snores at a family dinner and in front of the whole family, she says, it's because you've gotten fat. (laughs) Okay. Do you want to read the rest from this person, Bridge? No, you can keep reading it. Oh, okay. Because you okay. didn't talk a lot. Okay. Um, a few weeks after our miscarriage, my husband went over to his parents for a birthday party. I was still shaken up from the miscarriage, so I opted to stay home with my daughter. When he got there, his mom started yelling at him for not bringing our daughter, saying horrible things about me in front of the entire family. He left our he left after about an hour of her yelling at him and has and as he walked out the door, she yelled at him for not comforting her through our miscarriage because she had had two miscarriages. He should have been more sensitive to her about how our miscarriage had affected her. We threw a birthday party for her one year and the whole time she didn't talk to any of us, literally have all of us, gave all of us the silent treatment. And then at the end of the end told us it was because we didn't give her the party she wanted. There had been no previous instruction on anything regarding the birthday party. She has pictures of all of her kids and their spouses, except me up on her wall. She's blocked the door for us. Um, trying to leave and multiple times and we've uh, threatened to call the cops because she's literally not letting us leave her home. And and then this is my favorite one. Um, The day we got married, she cried almost the entire day and everyone, and every time someone asked her what was wrong, she said, and I quote, he has ruined his entire life. (laughs) Dude, mother-in-law's dramatic. Uh, uh, Dude, so funny. This isn't a crazy story, but my mother-in-law literally views my daughter as her baby. That's not exaggerating. She tells everyone that it's her baby, her girl, etc., and not in a grandma's baby way. She got my daughter in her matching shirts that says Mama's Girl, and my mother-in-law wore a shirt that said, She's my girl. Mama's girl? What? That's hilarious. You have no idea how insulting it's been. Like, she has six kids and a daughter. Every time I walk in a room with my daughter, she takes her straight away from me. And pulls her out of my arms. So hard being a new mom and working mom. What is it with some mother-in-laws that they do this? That's weird, dude. I think that's that's, that's weird. Yeah. Getting a shirt that says mama's girl. Like, no, you are just the grandma. Um. Yeah, I'm like... You know what, though? That'd be kind of funny to get, like, our mom a shirt that says, like, something about the grandsons just to, like, be funny. <laughs> but also <laughs> weird. Okay, go on. Go on your next okay. last one. This is the last one, y'all. Okay. It says, um, I may get a little heated all about my exes. On my wedding day, I was only allowed to have children doing certain or during certain months of the year and not before she turned 50. For one of my birthday dinners, they let their favorite son pick his favorite meal, which is ham, 
knowing I hate ham and wondered why I wouldn't eat. They had no interest in my kids, told everyone I was keeping them away. They also said I wasn't allowed to bring my kids to their house because their son didn't like it. My ex-brother-in-law told me not to come to family things because no one likes me and just bringing everyone down with my presence. His sister was paid not to be friends with me because his mom wanted her to be friends with the brother's wife. One time I made dinner for the whole extended family um, and all but the uncle by marriage complained about it because it was something new, chicken cordon bleu, and they just ordered pizza instead. Oh my gosh. That's like the ultimate diss, dude. Yeah. After, you know, like, I, you know, when you guys were here, I made dinner for everybody. And um, that's like a, it's a labor of love. You know, like making food is a huge deal. And for some people to just be like, mm, nah, we'd rather not. <laughs> I don't know. Also, there yeah, were other I mean, things that were awful. Anthony but... doesn't even like soup and he still ate it. I know. Thanks, Anth. <laughs> You're the real MVP. You're the real MVP. Um, yeah, so many crazy stories. People are crazy. I definitely do like feel blessed to have my in-laws. Like they're both very giving people. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I just, I guess I'm just thinking like out loud, you know, these stories are, they're funny to, to read and go through them. And I realize though that it's not funny in the moment and they can be stressful or whatever. And as we're like gearing up for the last of the holidays right now, Christmas and New Year's just remember like you're gonna get through it it like two more weeks like if you have bad relationships with your in-laws or like strained ones or whatever just like you can do it it's gonna be okay take deep breaths, take deep breaths. Yeah. it's a moment in time yeah, yeah I agree well I hope everybody has a happy and merry Christmas and, and a, I was gonna say and a happy new year but we're gonna have another episode out by New Year's so we're good Oh, 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 oh. I cannot believe that we did not say this at the beginning of the episode. We are oh, switching dear. our days from Wednesday to Thursday. Yes. So, it probably will give us like a lot more time to to record because guys, we like to do these like in real time. Like we don't batch episodes, so um we do them week to week. Yeah. Well, too, because I feel like it's more relative. Like if something crazy happens that week and you're being like, yeah, yeah Halloween was great. Like it doesn't it was make five weeks ago. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. make any sense, you know. So, yeah, but thanks for being here with us and all the love. You guys are the best. Okay. Happy Christmas. Merry Christmas. Bye. Bye. Bye.